What is happening, everyone? Welcome to episode 153 of your favorite podcast, The Gordon Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Haley, and today I'm joined by a very special guest. Mark Tominick is coming on to talk about squats versus leg pressing, and we cover a ton, a ton of information inside here that I think you guys are going to love. Have your notepads ready because we do a great job breaking things down in here. As always, Gordon Podcast brought to you by Revive Subbins, brought to you by Raw Subbins. Use code Mahaley at checkout to support your boy. Leave us five stars. Leave us a review you and you will be entered into the running of the two $100 Amazon gift cards we give away every single week. Episode 153, it's about to go down. I'll see you inside. All right, you guys. I know last time I came on here, um, I, I I talked about uh, bringing on a media director, and I know a shit ton of people reached out about it with your resumes and things like that. So now I am looking for something else. And I'm going to bring it to the Grow It Eye podcast first. I am looking for an ace marketing director. I need someone to come in and run all of Mahaley Fit LLC brands marketing for every single company that we have. We have 13 companies now because we are about to make some monstrous moves that I'm really, really excited about. We need an ace. I mean, I, I'm talking the most elite marketing person that you know or that you could potentially be. I want you to have them reach out to me because I need their help. We need their help really badly. Have them shoot me over an email with their full resume, justin at teammahaley.com, and I will be reviewing them with Steven and Tony um, over the next few weeks while we decide on which direction we're going to go there, okay? Today, as I said in the intro, we have a very exciting special guest on, the one and only Mark Tominick is in the house. Mark, how the fuck are we doing, man? Man, I'm feeling really good. I'm feeling really, really good. Excited for competition prep season coming up with all the athletes Dude. about to go head to head. Yep. Maybe with some of your team, which is cool because that means we're at the same show. We're Let's hanging go. out. We're kicking it. We're, we're, we're yep. kicking back. We're, we're, we're bicking back. Being boo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> We're bicking back, me and Bull. Hey, hey so, so yes, the context, I, I need to make sure my context is right here for the listeners. So bicking back, me and Bull, that's a, that, that's a rap song, right? YG. A wedgie rap song? YG. YG? Uh -huh. And what's, yeah. the, what's the song called? Bicking back, me <laughs> song's called bicking back, me and Bull. <laughs> so apparently, apparently the basis of this song is that's supposed to be like kicking back, being cool. But since YG is a, is a blood, so they, they don't make sounds for that like the c sounds for crips right so they can't make that sound so they replace all the c sounds with b sounds and it's bicking back being bull <laughs> do not turn off the podcast to listen to that song i promise you're gonna get way dumber i wish i never heard it because now i just think about it all the time i remember mark was down here last night bicking back being bull <laughs> In the kitchen, man. I was like, I can't believe what I'm hearing. I can't believe what I'm hearing. There's a lot of things I can't believe from that weekend, yeah. but we will leave that off air. <laughs> we'll leave that to the wildest imaginations of the listeners. So, Mark, it's been a minute since you've been on. I think what you were on around uh, 20 or so. Um, and I, Dude, I, I, I episode six or what, five or something. It? Wow. Dude, it, was, it was one of the first. Wow. I was, I was just driving home today, and I was like, Man, why hasn't Mark been on the podcast? I just like FaceTimed you and I was like, what are you doing today? And I was like, well, I got a podcast topic if you want to hop on. This was literally like four hours ago. I FaceTimed Mark. I was like, what the fuck are you doing today? And he's like, oh, you know, I'm just training. And after that, I was like, you want to come on the podcast? Do it, man. Let's do it. Oh, man, that's how friendships work here. Um, so today we are going to talk about squats versus leg press 
which I'm very, very, very excited about. Um, what sparked this for me was uh, this morning I was talking to my client Kendra um, after her check-in, and you know Kendra has some of the most ridiculous freaking quads you've ever seen. Um, and she she sent me over leg press. Said I have her training RIR right now. We're doing some stress mitigation stuff. Um, and she sent me over leg press, and I do. She's strong. Have you seen her training videos? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah her, her, her leg pressing really Wow, she's yeah. going to be so fucking good. We're like, yeah. we still got some health things we're configuring out, but as soon as she's ready to go, fuck, it's going to be unreal. So, we were, um, you know, she she sent me her leg press video, and I was assessing it, and what, she's training either three or four RIR, and I think there were like four plates per side, and I was like, dude, honestly, I think you were still like three or four ups away from three or four RIR. Like she she's strong, she just improves, but. I started talking about, you know, kind of the squats versus leg press with her um, and about, you know, my bias heavily lies within leg press in a majority of cases. Um, and obviously we're going to dive into that. But I want to preface this by saying like, dude, every time I talk about this stuff, one of two things happens. If I'm your coach, you come to me like, well, I do that. I'm not, I, I'm never going to say squats aren't a great movement. Squats are a very good movement. Everything is related to context. Or I get messages from your fucking coach being like, your fucking podcast made my clients question me and what the fuck I'm doing. And I'm like, dude, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't mean for it to fucking be like that. So everything Mark and I are discussing, if you work with us, if you work with someone else, I don't know why you'd work with someone else, but if you don't work with us, dude, it doesn't mean that we're not that 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 squats are not a great movement, that leg press isn't a great movement. There's a time and a place. It's always about fitting the square peg into the square hole for the situation that it fits, right? Um, so I want to start off. I'm just gonna give kind of my background with squatting versus leg pressing. And then I kind of want Mark to follow suit. And then I want to actually dive into the two lifts. So I, my max ever squat, there's a video on my Instagram was 645 for two. And everyone, um, you know, for someone who's not a power lifter and especially for someone who's six feet tall, that's a big, I mean, that's a, that's a big fucking squat, man. That's a really big squat. I was really, really, really strong. I've always been able to squat pretty decent numbers because of my track background, very fast twitch dominant in my lower body. Um, so I've always been able to squat really big numbers, but when I was hitting 645 for two, there were a few things that happened. Um, one, um, you know, I was doing like four sets of squats in a leg workout. And dude, I mean, I would get done and I had, I had nothing left for anything else. My entire body was just so fatigued and my, my nervous system was so fatigued that like, I mean, man, you can like tough out some leg curls and stuff, but it's like, man, that like the neural connection is just not really there. And like, I'm not moving much load. Like, is this even really applying the stimulus that it takes to force an adaptation from? So I, 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 that happened. Another item was I realized my, so I try to train legs after a rest day back at that time. I was trying to train legs after rest day right now I do push first. Cause that's my weakest point. Right? So I, I, I'm training legs, just had a rest day. I have two or three more training sessions till my next rest day. And like, I'm going into the gym for fucking push the following day. And I'm like, I have nothing. Like I'm not here. I'm not focused. My neural connection is just not really that great. Like, I feel like I just want to take a nap. Like I just want to go home and take a fucking nap. Right. And you know, that gets really frustrating and I know it definitely held back my progress, but there's also a side of you. So when I hit that 645, I was, uh, 
I was 24. And I do, there's an element of you that's just like, you, you ego lift. I mean, Mark, you've been there too. Like, it's like, I want to, I just want to do, I just want to see what the fuck I can do. What can I toss? What can I put on my fucking back, go to the ground and stand up with? Like, that's, it's cool, right? It makes you feel yes. good. Yes. It makes you feel validated. So that's kind of where I was at the time. Um, but at the time I noticed, man, my leg growth just wasn't very good. Like if you put, I mean, who was I with at the time? I was with, uh, I was with blue at the time. You put side by sides of five months of prog of progression from my legs where squats were my main movement. There wasn't a lot happening. And like my adductors weren't very thick. Um, I've always had a really strong medialis. I've always had a very strong medialis uh, from track. Um, my hamstrings. Okay. My glutes and hips have always been massive. But, like, everything else is just, like, kind of lagging, right? Well, it kind of makes sense that your glutes and hips are massive, your medialis is massive, and you have this massive fucking squat, right? When you're squatting, a majority of that movement, yes, your quad is undergoing a massive loaded stretch. And your hamstrings are going to have to support from the bottom. Your glutes are your main anti-gravity muscles. They're going to push out. But, dude, you're only going as far as your hips. You're only going as far as your hips are going to fucking take you on that squat. And, like... I'm a hip dominant person. If something needs, I, I if something needs my hips involved, it's I'm going to move the entire train with my hips, right. right? So how am I becoming a better bodybuilder? And I remember having this conversation with myself in my head of, oh wow, you need to stop squatting, because the way I was also low bar squatting, which low bar squatting is not optimal for oh, bodybuilding, yeah, <laughs> like at all. And right. and we, we 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 should discuss that. I don't have that in my notes. So we should discuss low bar versus for high sure. bar. Um, but, well, I mean, basically we can talk about it real quick. Low bar is truly just low bar works so well with your biomechanics that it's almost, yeah, it's yeah, easier. It's easier. Yeah. And the load is closer to your hips rather than up on your traps. The load is heavily supported by your rear delts, um, by your rhomboids, by your lats, by your traps, by everything, which are all supporting muscles now in this, whereas high bar, they can't really support that fucking much. Right. So you, in, 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 a, in a low bar, you're also undergoing massive hip extension as well. Mm -hmm. So you're squatting and you have, you're going, you're undergoing the entire squatting movement and you have hip extension. I mean, dude, you kind of turn into a good morning squat, right? Like that's what a low bar right. is. And, and that's what you have to focus on in squats. Like you have to watch yourself. And if your hips come back, they're shifting back. It's becoming hip glute dominant. Yeah. But if your hips stay under you under a high bar, it's going to be more quad dominant. So that hip motion and hip extension depends that makes the exercise or breaks the exercise for you and being a muscle builder. Exactly. It does. And I, I mean, when I was low bar, well, you see this in anyone who low bar squats, you, if you're low bar squatting, you can't, you can't get away from it. I mean, dude, your hit, my hips were a foot and a half, two feet behind the fucking bar. Right. As far as they possibly right. could be behind that bar. Like, and then you're just, you're literally thrusting your hips forward to move yourself up. You're not squatting up. You're thrusting forward. And exactly. I mean, that that's not a squat. That's literally not a squat, right. but it's for power. It, it's, it's just for power. It's great for athletics. It's great yep. for power lifting. Um, uh, for bodybuilding, for, for, yeah, for bodybuilding, I mean, truly, unless you have extremely weak glutes, extremely strong quads, but even then, you know, I just wouldn't choose a, a, a low bar squat. I don't think I, I don't think I have that's, a single case right now. Go ahead. What'd you say? 
that that's how I started squatting because my dad taught me, he was, he was a bodybuilder and a powerlifter. Yeah. He taught me how to squat for strength because I was a wrestler. You know, I went to, I went to state wrestling, took third, and then I went on to college to wrestle. And yeah. the objective was for me to get as strong and as powerful as possible. So what did we do? We low bar squatted. And dude, I mean, I was 19 squatting 600 pounds for yeah. a single. Yeah. Like we just got, we got so strong. But your legs, and, was, but your legs were pretty thin, right? My legs, I mean, my legs were good size, but they were never a big at all. Yeah. And so, you know, I, my glutes, dude, mm -hmm. strong as fuck. Mm -hmm. right? And so as I got smarter and as I got older and I became, and I grew into my bodybuilding career, I learned how to mold my squat to become more quad dominant. And yep. now squat is in my program. It's, it's, but it's for quads. Yep. How I do it is for quads. And that we're going to get into how you can do so many different squat variations and so many leg press variations and each one dictates what you're training. Yeah, it, it, it truly does. And now, I mean, when you're doing squats, I don't want to speak for you, but I'm assuming you're doing squats. Like your goal is to get your hamstrings on your calves and have even load dis you know, placement you know, throughout your feet. Is that how you're squatting now? How are you squatting now? So I'm actually squatting where I have a box for a reference point in depth. Yeah, okay, so down. you're, yeah. And I keep my stance a little bit more narrow, which yep. my hips, we can get into hip anatomy too, but my hips allow for that. Mm -hmm. And it actually makes me very quad dominant, but I'm very upright. Again, my hips are under me and my squat isn't like ass to grass where, you know, so, but it's a uh, dude, it's, it's really controlled. Weight is evenly distributed. I use a band bell rhino flex bar. So yeah. there's some kinetic. Oh yeah. I've it. seen you. I've seen you perform these. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So there's two ways and that's one of the ways, but there's two ways I really like squatting in terms of barbell squatting, um, for bodybuilding. And I, I want to remember to circle back to a lot of these items. I don't have my pen and paper with me, unfortunately, but I highly prefer safety bar squats first and foremost. Um, I love Smith machine squats. I love yep. Smith machine squats. I prefer both those over barbell squats for bodybuilding. Um, and, and if you're a client of mine listening to this, you're like, well, well, you know, why don't I do those? You're not doing, we're trying, if we have barbell squats in our programming, we're our goal right now is to build a very strong foundation of strength so that purpose. we can, yeah. So that we can later on get into these and have that, you know, functional purpose kind of uh, correlate over to it. Right. Um, I love squatting with you a box. I, yeah, go ahead. You and I had that background in athletics where we yeah. were able to squat and build strength initially before we got into bodybuilding. A lot of people that come to us are some of them have never been in sports exactly. where required them or demanded them to train and build neuromuscular strength and connection. Dude, squat does a number of things for you. Yeah. Not only does it make you strong, but it makes you aware of your mechanics. Yeah. It helps you perfect your st stability muscles. Yeah. It helps you perfect your core bracing, bracing and breathing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So all these things accumulate and we want people to do squats initially because it's going to make you a better athlete once we get the mechanics and basics down the neutral spine another big one in a squat yeah let's keep neutral spine weight displacement across feet's a big one i mean weight the weight displacement across feet's a big one that i think is underrated that i made note to mention here because like even everything i talked about this in rep quality podcast i talked about this you have happy feet your feet are dancing and all this stuff when you're doing dumbbell chest press you don't think that's taken away from it i promise you that it is that the 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 weight displacement on a dumbbell press can help you press more load the weight displacement on a lying um inclined dumbbell curl how your feet are planted can help you have a better curl. We learn that through squatting. We learn that through deadlifting. 
we can learn it through bench pressing, but honestly, I don't, it's too hard to teach it through bench pressing. If you don't know it by the time you get here, it's really, you gotta learn it through squats and deadlifts by this point. Um, but the biggest item with squatting that is so fucking important is I said it earlier, what are you going to put on your back? Take to the ground, and what are you going to find the fucking grip to stand up from? It's the psychology of squatting. It's the hardest movement you can do. Period. Point blank. And it's harder than a deadlift. It's harder than a bench press. It's harder than a pendulum squat. The hardest fucking thing you can do is take a load down to the ground and stand up with it on your back. So there's a psychological effect here that, hey, this makes me better at just literally life. If I can get over this, I can get over a fucking girl. I can get over a fucking hard training session, a cardio session, a diet, hunger pains. I can get over who just cut me off in traffic. Like all these fucking things. If you can get through a battle with a barbell on your back that is really fucking heavy and you understand how to go to that dark place, that's how I, that's how I learned how to go to a dark place in my head is through fucking squatting. Yep. My dad, my dad taught me that. I remember him hyping me up when I was like 14 squatting. This dude would take his hand, smack the fuck out of my side. Dude, my whole body would ring and light up. And he goes, and and literally he taught me that if you want to be a bad motherfucker, you want to learn how bad you really are. You will squat until you can't fucking stand up. Yes. And that's where I learned grit and training. Yeah. And it was like, it was a different grit than wrestling because wrestling was easy. Like the adrenaline's pumping with squat. It's just you and a barbell. Yeah. And like, it's not a it's human. It's you're, you're not fighting a human to yeah. the death and you're not willing to do that. But yeah. like with a squat bar, it's a little different. Like, it is. It is. Once you learn that something about losing to a bar is worse than losing to a human for me. And, yes. and I say that from a place where like, I know you can feel the pain of that. And like, there's no worse feeling than looking at that bar after you just finish a set of squats. that's on the fucking rack. Cause you couldn't finish. Because you right. didn't have the fucking manhood to stand up with it. You didn't have oh, what it took. You learn a lot about yourself in that moment when you're not sure if you're going to make it. And you have two options. Make it or you fall. And when you fall, that shit sucks. There's the psychology behind squatting that people need to understand and need to be able to tap into. If you can't get to a super dark place when squatting, well, you're probably not going to get very aggressive in your training sessions, right? And like, we just need to learn how to channel that aggression, right? Um, yesterday, and and I got some really good you know feedback from you guys on this. We did the oral steroids podcast, and I kept talking about the limitations that oral steroids have. And it's something that I want to bring up more often about what are the limitations of things? Because oftentimes when I explain things, I come from it from the, well, this is, you know, the, the research side, this is the anecdote side, and then this is the implementation side. And I I want to do a better job of showing you guys the limitations of everything. And so with squats, it's a very limited movement and I say that very loosely because with as limited as it is, it is still so potential packed, but it's, 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 it's limited because a couple items, one, there are very few human beings on the earth whose biomechanics are just cut out for squatting. You even look at the guys who are the best in the world their squats aren't like these super pretty things They're now like look at Ben Pollock and like he has a beautiful squat, but that guy's kind of created for perfection in whatever physical endeavor he goes after. Um, like 
in terms of the 99 percentile or the, or the, the, the 99 percent crowd, you're probably not extremely well equipped to 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 barbell squat in the manner that you need to in order for it to be an extremely effective bodybuilding movement. So that's go ahead. That's something that you can't change either. It's not like, I mean, we can get better at squats, but dude, you can't change that. You have an anterior pelvic tilt. You can't change that. Your hip socket is deep and the femur goes inside. When you go to move, it gets blocked. Yeah. And so, or when you have like, you can't change the fact that you have an open hip socket that allows you to squat deeper. Like, you know, and if you do have this deep hip socket like this, that prevents you from squatting deeper. It's like you feel a hip impingement or a pin, like a pinch. Yeah. One thing I learned is to get better at squatting is, you know, point your toes out and then widen your stance. Yeah. Like you're still not going to be great at squatting, but at least you can do it. So but just some people are genetically inclined. If, if, if you know what the anatomy of the hips looks like, I want you to kind of envision it here with me. And if you don't, um, so essentially the, if, well, if you're watching on the YouTube, it's a little bit easier, but how the hip sockets kind of work is a little bit similar to this and the middles, my thumbs, and then your hips come out here. And obviously your, your bones come out of your hips. It's not straight out. It's not straight up and down, right? It's out at this angle. It's out at, well, depending on you, it could be 25, 30, 35, could be 45, it could be fucking 50 degree angle that your legs, that your bones are sticking out of your hip sockets from, right? Um, I wish I could paint a better picture for people who don't know what that looks like, but essentially a good way to decide um, where you are is just take a loose step forward with your toes pointing out or a loose hop forward with your toes pointing out. And wherever you land, well, that's probably your, that's probably your power point. You landed there for a reason. That's your, that's your place of power. Or if you're really healthy and you have good mobility and stuff like that, just take one big step forward and act like you're going to dunk a basketball before that jump. Where are, where, where are you located before that jump? Right. Wherever you are, that's your power. That's your sweet spot where, where your knees are, where your ankles are, where your feet are. That's, that's the angle of which your bones are coming out of your hips at right? So it's probably a really good starting place for you to be squatting from that position, right? But like Mark said, there's so many ways we can manipulate it. There's also limitations to the manipulation, right? Like you put some people can be really wide stance and keep their knees out in line with their ankles. And some people, it just doesn't matter. Cueing doesn't matter anything. Their knees have to come in, right? And if your knees are caving in on a squat, then we need to fix that. We need to correct that. Um, Because, I mean, you're you're not achieving any abduction through that. And abduction is uh, the second most crucial part of a squat. Um, So the squat has limitations. And the limitations, you know, for bodybuilding, it's your ankles, it's your hips, it's your knees. Dude, and I was 286 pounds when I started prep. 286 pounds, you're not going to be a very good squatter. Cause you're stiff. You're just fucking stiff. You get get in your own way. That's what my functional therapist tells me. When I was 245, she's like, you're getting into your own way. You get in your own way. A hundred percent. We have to work on mobility exercises. Like she has to open my hips up. She has to open my, my shoulders up, my ankles. Like everything has to be open because we get so closed. Yeah. 
And so if you have mobility problems, like what people need to do is address those mobility problems. Stop yeah. trying to work around it, address the problems before they come to injuries. You know, ha- damn it. I was just going to say that, you know, what happens when you fucking work around them, it becomes a tear or it becomes, <laughs> exactly. a, it, it yeah. becomes a break or it becomes a, you know, whatever. And dude, you can't get better on the sidelines. Who's I, I just saw a coach say this recently. It was like, can't, can't get better in the cold tub or you, you can't earn playing time in the cold tub or something like that. And it's like, right. dude, you're right. not going to win shows on the fucking sideline, watching other people no. train. Um, but my biggest item with the squat is because we have other ways to, um, you know, we have other ways to target, um, you, you know, certain biases, if you will, in terms of stances and whatnot. With a squat, you you can't isolate anything. You can do a you can do a heel elevated, close stance, squat to a box, dude. I mean, your hips and your glutes and your hamstrings they have to by by, by anatomical structure have to help you. They have to push you. Um, and so it's, it, it is poor isolating one muscle group, but like I said, through different foot stances, placements, all stuff, you can manipulate the body into essentially like lead with a certain target. But the reality is the secondary tertiary, the, uh, you know, the stabilize everything. They're going to do a lot of work. So you squat 600 pounds at 19, you know, 300 of that might've been controlled by quads, you know, 200 of that might've been hips, hundred of that might've been hams and glutes. You know, like, like we don't know where all of that went. Right. And what's difficult is, you know, it, 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 it's just that, how are we going to isolate and how are we going to put, how, how, when you're an advanced bodybuilder, how we, isolation is the king. Muscular isolation is literally what makes you better. That's how we simulate. That's how we get better. So advanced bodybuilding is about becoming masters of target bias to facilitate the stimuli needed to progress a certain body part. The leg press kills the squat. I mean, obliterates the squat in this realm that the two aren't even comparable. I don't want to know how much you squat. I want to know how much you leg press. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. that, that's going to tell me the size of your legs. I know people like I squat at 645 pounds. I had small legs. I was a men's physique guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, look at powerlifters. They're not fucking giant guys. Most of them they're, they're dude. They're just built for the fucking sport. Exactly. They're great at using their, their mechanics to their advantage. Yeah. With leg press. There is no fucking advantage. No. There is you, the leg press, and you move the weight you control or you don't. And the leg press. So the squat is a very, very, very advanced movement extremely advanced um the leg press is you kind of get in and ride you kind of just get in and go like you that's why i love yeah you keep your fucking back stable you keep your hips down on the pad as much as you possibly can and you get as much range of motion that you can possibly control without there being any lower back pain like it's literally that simple you want to list out the steps to a optimal squat we don't even have a podcast (laughs) long enough for that like yeah there's just not one right and and you know with 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 squats it's like fuck you get everything right and then your elbows are still flaring out and it's like oh fuck now we gotta it's not just about pulling your elbows under they're flaring out for a reason and they're flaring out because we need to now go back and unfuck other things that look perfect. Like, like you, you see, a, a squat is such a good, in my opinion, it's a great foundation movement. 
such a good foundation movement, but you want to really start talking about getting to advanced bodybuilding. I mean, you know, look at some of the guys at the top. You look at, uh, Dexter, you look at flex, you look at, um, Roden, um, you look at, you know, those guys, you know, Rami and Heath, they both still squat a little better. They did up until recently, but man, honestly, you kind of go down the list and no one's really barbell squatting that much. I know C bum does, but C bum, C bum's not one like Ben Pollock. Whatever physical endeavor he was going into, he was made for. If he wanted to be the best player in the NFL, he was going to be the best player in the NFL. Um, so, so like you can't really. But man, dude, when you watch C Bum squat, that shit's beautiful. <laughs> oh, it's butter. It's fucking butter. Like even you even look at the dude's feet and the pressure is so even. Yeah. Like his mechanics are so smooth coming down. He's controlling that weight every second. When he even when he goes to, to the transition from eccentric to concentric. It's so controlled and so smooth. It doesn't miss a beat. There's not a millimeter of like slop. It's only up and down. I've never seen a more vertical squat than that. Like most people, including you and I, there can be 135 pounds on the bar. When I switch from eccentric to concentric, there's a very slight hip extension that's going to occur. That's just how I'm constructed. That's just how I'm built. And that's how a majority of people are built do with him. It is just fucking unreal, right? When he came down to Austin and trained with me at gym one, we hit legs together and I was watching this dude squat and I was like, I mean, I can match your numbers and I can match what you're doing, but I cannot match that intent that, I mean, there's nothing I can do. I mean, it, it was honestly unbelievable, like watching this shit, like in real life. And it's like, holy crap. Like this is, I mean, that it, it's the epitome of an elite level athlete versus an average Joe's just trying to make it happen. <laughs> Dude, that's the difference. That's the difference though. When you look at someone that's in control and has perfect yep. intent, that shit you can't teach. Exactly. Like they are the people that are growing exceptionally fast and you want to be them, but you can't control the weight like that. Exactly. That's yeah. Yeah. And, 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 you know, that's another really good point that I want to say when you're talking about it, is the control, you know, man, in a squad, it's like you get to a place where you're trading load for control. And within that, you know, within that, the, 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 there's clear, there's a trade-off right? There's a very clear trade-off that's going to happen here. And what that trade-off is, is less stimuli, more relying on momentum. And all of that just takes away the adaptation that we're actually going to get from the set. So when, when, when you're looking at control, which bodybuilding training is about control, I mean, the leg press again, you know, it wins pretty, pretty heavily. And, you know, it's hard now getting a Smith machine squats, Beautiful movement. Smith machine, Smith machine squats versus leg press. That's a tough battle for me. And I don't know which one I'd pick. Um, you know, they're, they're both really, really, really strong. But I, 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 I want to talk about what to look for when you're leg pressing. Um, and really, this kind of holds true for a squat as well, for Smith machine squats, for any kind of squat you're doing. I want to talk about kind of what to look for in terms of your knee angle, um, because I think a lot of people, a lot of people try to obsess over like, how do I, how do I get um, glute bias out of this? How do I get quad bias out of this? How do I get overall whatever out of this? When the reality is, it's all about your knee angle, and your knee angle is going to going to essentially represent where the target's going to be, right? Do Do you agree with that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I need your headphones. Sorry, slight malfunction there. <laughs> headphones went out. Um, so, for a glute bias, 
we want the knee at or slightly outside of 90 degrees. So for those of you watching the YouTube, the bottom of your movement, you're going to be slightly outside 90 degrees. All right, this is your quad. This is your hamstring. When you start pushing, what's the first thing that pushes? What's the first pivot point? That glute is that first pivot point. Does that make sense? Am I, am I explaining that pretty well? Yeah. Cat, you know, you know who Coach Chasm is? Kasim. Kasim, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Uh, I don't know. It's either or, but sorry <laughs> if I put your name up, dude. I apologize. I he made it really simple one time and he was talking. I actually asked him a question and he was like, high and narrow is glute dominant for your stance on the leg press. Yeah. And he says low and narrow is quad dominant. Yeah. And he goes, that, in yeah. between, in between is like kind of all the above. And then he said, if you want to go wide stance at any point, then you're and bringing in a Dr. Magnus. Yeah. And so I love right. training adductors with every, honestly, with every leg compound movement, mm -hmm. I love training adductors. Um, so like I prefer a wider stance, um, like for myself and my clients, just ad adductors are just, they're, they're such an underrated, they're probably the most underrated or overlooked. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's nothing better when you see like on a, on a bodybuilder, like, dude, there's no gap in between their legs. It's just hunks of fucking meat touching, like on their back double by frontal. Yeah by fucking massive quads that are a wellness girl like these massive adductors that touch there's no light coming in between those legs None. it's a complete round shape like anti-thigh gap the anti-thigh yeah, gap anti <laughs> yeah so start a new club yeah so yeah i think that's a really good way to put it but if you think about that so if you're high and feet together on a leg press at the bottom of that leg press where you're going to be your knee's going to be outside of 90 degrees right if you're low and you know wherever you're at low on a leg press where are you going to be at the bottom of that leg press your calves and hamstrings are probably going to be touching so you're far inside 90 degrees and just like mark said for an overall focus everywhere in between you're just hitting it all right yeah. um and and you know so but that that's also true for you know squatting as well as it's true for bulgarian split lunges it's true for lunges it, so people want to focus on like you know the wide stance or the you know whatever they want to focus on how much room is in between their feet but the reality is it just depends on that angle that your knee is at, at the bottom of that movement. As long as your torso is upright, if your torso starts fucking slumping, yeah. well, that, I mean, that, that changes everything just because your lower back's going to at some point take your lumbar's taking over at some point. Right. And foot pressure is changing too. And I don't yeah. think people realize like, dude, foot pressure matters. Foot position matters based on the femur length. Yeah. And this all changes the movement and it becomes a different bias movement when you change these mechanics and you have to explore that as a bodybuilder, mm -hmm. you have to explore. I mean, that's what I do for my athletes. That's what you do for your mm -hmm. athletes. You look at the video. Is this more quad dominant? Is it glute dominant? Like what, what are we doing here? Why is your foot in this position? How can we make it better for you? Exactly. Like that's why we review videos. Exactly. That, that's literally why you assess training videos is for that reason. Um, I think my favorite thing about the leg press. So, so earlier I mentioned, and, and Mark, you know, went through this as well. Um, was that the most you squatted? Did you, it was 600. Uh, was that the most you've done? So yeah, after that, my, my whole thinking and theories changed on yeah. what I was doing while I was doing things. Yeah. So I talked about how uh, just awful I felt after squatting um, and it would linger around for a while. You know, we have researched, fuck, what was it at like 98% or higher of your one rep max on a squat. Um, it takes like a neural recovery of like 12 or 13 days or something like that. Like what, you know, like what's the worth? What's the worst? So, so the, 
any any spine loaded movement is going to be like that. And this is something to take into account programming for coaches listening to this. So let's say we barbell squat. All right, fine, fair. That's fantastic. Or we Smith machine squat or anything. How much is that Smith machine or, or barbell? How much is that going to be on your athletes back during the training session? Are we then doing reverse lunges? Are we doing split squats? How much are we loading that spine? Because again, we have plenty of research and I have a lot of anecdote too, as Mark does as well, that the spine loaded movements, that's what fucks your recovery. Like that, it's it's not the musculoskeletal, it's the neural recovery. And the next day, your brain fog, you're tired, caffeine won't even help you. No. You feel kind of nauseous, appetite shot. Like, dude, that's CNS fatigue. Yeah. That's showing that you need recovery time. So a lot of people, and it's, it's good you bring up caffeine, actually, because that segues into a really good point of a lot of people don't understand that, well, my muscles are fine. Like, why do I feel this way? Why am I not amped up for the gym and all that stuff? It's because your neural recovery is so far behind. And so you slam this caffeine, you slam that caffeine, you fucking roast your adrenals for a month to, to, to just to feel amped up for a fucking training session. Like, dude, the reality is, so so when, when I was playing high school basketball, I think I've told this story once on the podcast, when I was playing high school basketball, we weren't allowed to wear headphones to the games. We were allowed to play music. We sat on the fucking bus and we listened to that goddamn thing hum the entire ride to the to the venue. And one day we, we were about to play um, Dayton Dunbar. And no, not Dayton Dunbar. We were at Thurgood Marshall. And you know Thurgood Marshall? Yeah, I've heard of him. Yeah, I've wrestled before. Nasty. Yeah. They're nasty, right? We're about to play them. And I was like, why can't we wear why can't we listen to music on the drive? And he said, if you need fucking music to get amped up to play this game, then you need to get off the bus right now. We'll leave you back here. You need to go pick up something else to play. And I was like, understood. I feel the same way about training. You need a pre-workout for the gym. No, you don't. You need, I mean, dude, honestly, I haven't been training my music very much recently. I broke my head. I can't even hear the music when I'm fucking training, dude. It's, it's, I, whatever's playing in the gym is fine. I don't give a fuck. I don't yeah. need headphones in my ear. Usually, um, usually I just amped up. I just switch, dude. Yeah. You just flip the switch and it doesn't really fucking matter anyways. Honestly. Um, dude, I fucking, I crushed my headphones the other day and a little fucking rage fit, dude. I was so fucking pissed <laughs> off. I, I, I went minus five on the pendulums. I switched up my leg day, oh. Mark. I switched up my fucking leg day and my dumbass. My dumbass took didn't take this into account at all. I, I pulled out leg extensions and put in dumbbell Bulgarian split heel elevated dumbbell <laughs> dumbbell way harder movement. I mean, way harder movement significantly. And I took two sets to complete failure on that with like ninety pounds, I think. And then you know I go over and I just hit seven plates for ten on the pendulum squat last week, and I I load up those seven plates, and I'm getting in the fucking zone, and rep five. Rep five, I'm like, my entire, my soul has exploded onto the ground. And the only thing I'm seeing is fucking red realizing (laughs) minus five. You're in prep, but you're not at that point of prep. Minus five. Not yet. Mark. I tried everything I could to contain my rage and I took those, I felt those headphones in my hand and I just crushed them. I just, I do. I diminished them and I'm not proud of it. (laughs) No, I mean, but it, Hey, it happened. Go get another pair of headphones. And then you recognize like, 
But that's a great point you actually brought up is because people go and ask me all the time, like, can I switch up my exercises no. if someone's taking the machine? No. No, you fucking can't. No. Because that shit happens. And then you get mad and you're upset. And then you bitch to me at check-ins that, oh, I went, you know, minus five on the pendulum squad exactly. after doing RDLs first, right? Exactly. Or, uh, Bulgarians, Bulgarians first. first. Hey, that, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like that, that, that like I didn't take it into account because I just went in expecting, like you always expect fucking now I went in, I, my goal, my mind was cemented on 12 because I felt like I might've been able to get 11, but I was already plus three. And I was like, I, I don't know if I should push this next one. So my mind was on 12. And I mean, to get fucking five, you don't think about the fact that, Oh, I did Bulgarian split squats and say like, no, there's no logic in that time. It's just like, I'm regressing. And, right. and now you're fucking fuming that you're regressing that badly. Um, and then, you know, you, you break your headphones and it's like, oh, wait, I did dumbbell Bulgarian, <laughs> I did Bulgarian split squats today, not leg extension. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. made my training session way harder. <laughs> yeah, I've definitely been there too, man. It's frustrating. It's frustrating. So, so for you guys, we're, 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 we are in the same boat as you guys a lot more than you guys realize. <laughs> it's not all fun and games. And then, and then fucking Ty, then Ty, who's like in, in, in private, you've seen Ty, he's back there. He's like, does your knee hurt? And I was like, no, my fucking pussy does. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my fucking pussy hurts, dude. <laughs> but anyways, so I love the leg press because it doesn't load the spine. The nervous system recuperation, like it, it starts taking away from your other training sessions, right? It starts taking away from how hard you're able to attack your pull day, your push day, your whatever your training split is. And another item is the higher reps, you're going to have less form breakdown on a leg press than a squat. On a squat, dude, at some point, I mean you're going up over 10 reps, dude, there's going to be some variance in how you're performing the lift, um, you know, rep over rep, right? Yep. Where in a leg press, it's not a leg press is going one way. It is gliding one way. And honestly, like the Smith machine squat, same thing, a safety bar squat. There's man, safety bar squat. The rep quality is pretty similar across the board as well. Um, but this, holding that barbell back there, it's really, really, really difficult. And, I think this is just important to understand too. When I, I mentioned this earlier as well, when your barbell squatting, there's not a single muscle in your body that's relaxed. No, all of it's tight. Every single your biceps, your brachialis, your yeah. your pec minor, every say, single thing is working. Yeah, I would say like you're an internalized pressured can. Unreal. Like, dude, everything's everything's pushing along the spine, abs are tight, diaphragm's tight, your back muscles, spinal records are yep. tight, like fucking biceps, grips fucking tight, forearms yeah. are tight. Like you are an explosive can yeah. ready to fire out that hole. Yeah, literally. And, uh, but in a leg press, in a leg press, I mean, you brace your core, not near as hard yep. as a squat, but you brace your core, your spine's relaxed and supported by a seat. I mean, and you know, if you're going high or you're going low, um, you know, you're you're heavily biasing whichever muscle you're choosing to work there that like, man, you just, you, you have more to give to the rest of the training session after you lead with leg press versus squats as an advanced bodybuilder. I want this to all be taken into context. I don't want you to be at this point of the podcast to be like, why would I fucking squat then Justin? No, no, no. I don't want you to forget the extremely important keys to squatting. You're not going to win an Olympia because of how well you squat. Honestly, you're not going to win an Olympia because of how well you leg press. You're going to win an Olympia based off your genetics. But what's going to get you closer to that door as an elite bodybuilder as you become very advanced is going to be the leg press. 
at some point the squats are probably going to go. I mean, I don't squat anymore. I know Mark still squats. I'm, 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 but, but Mark squatting isn't even what we're talking about here today. You know, it's, no. it's even so different yeah. than what we're talking about. So it's, it's about finding like, where, where does the, where does the adaptive stimuli? It's always a give take and there's always a massive take, but that take always needs to be recovery focused. We don't want the take to be beyond that. We don't need the take to be this massive neurological shit storm. That now happens. There's a lot of people, there's coaches who are going to listen to this podcast. Who are, well, they didn't even talk about the hormonal output of fuck. Listen, the people listening to this podcast, the people who this relates to, the most are injecting their own fucking hormones anyway, so we don't need the hormonal cascade that barbells fucking squats are are, right. are providing us, right. right? There is something to be said about it. There's something to be said, um, you know, uh, uh, about the hormonal adaptation of squats. But the only research we have on that's in untrained individuals, anyways. So th- them them doing a jump squat has you know hormonal consequences, if you will. And and with the squat, that's not we're not saying you can't build muscle. You can yeah, build no. muscle. Oh with yeah. Squat. But what can build the muscle better yeah. under isolation and under extreme amounts of tension to where your CNS is literally going haywire? Dude, it's a leg press. Think about why I love a leg press so much. It's because I can sh- strap myself in. I can lock my feet in. Perfect foot pressure. I'm focused. I'm bracing. And I go absolutely fucking nuts with yeah. zero, almost zero risk of injury. If you get hurt on a leg press, you're a dumbass because you're doing something yeah, incredibly wrong. I've never got hurt on a leg press. You shouldn't. You yeah. should. If you do, you're just you're just doing it wrong. And there's there's some there's some other things we got to talk about. But for the fact, but the, for the fact of, of a leg press being great for hypertrophy, like dude. Yeah, yeah. It's it's it, I. It's hard to say like best and things like that. But man, a leg right. press, uh, a, a leg press. You're gonna be really tough to convince me that a leg press isn't the best exercise for hypertrophy within bodybuilding. And I say that, and I want to add more context here as well. So I'm not even doing leg press at the time, um, at at the current moment. And you know, you, you, when you're, when you're very proficient at training, you know, we talked about in the rep quality podcast, like if Mark and I stick with one thing too long, we're just going to become good at that, at that movement. We're going to become good in that movement pattern. And you know, you get really fucking good at leg pressing. You can get really, really, yeah. really good at it. Um, to where, you know, we, we switched out for, uh, actually I started doing all intensifiers on my leg, uh, day training. Um, so it's like uh, line. Let's see. Yeah. We go line ham curls, um, rest pause two rest pause. We go leg extension, rest pause. They're now Bulgarian squats. We go seated ham curls, rest pause, adductors, rest pause, and then pendulum. So like what we're getting out of this is, is what I'm getting out of this is one more isolation. Um, and two, I'm able to actually tax that muscle, take that muscle further than I'm able to on a leg. Dude, like I program it some places and you can do it, but as an advanced bodybuilder, rest pulse on a leg press is going to be. And that's, that's exactly why I use the, that's why I use the word best. Not that, Hey, it's great for everyone. Everyone's going to yeah. build a shit ton of muscle. But I use it for the, I use it the word best because on the hierarchy of like where I'm going to possibly get hurt Yeah. in, in, in relation to how much weight I'm doing while well, like press is very low. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I might as well stick to that. Yeah. And that's the thing with 
being a bodybuilder, being a good bodybuilder, being a strong bodybuilder, you have to start to pick exercises. So you have a really good connection with yeah. and great control because dude, I'm telling you, you're bound to get hurt one day. Yeah. If you lose control of that weight, if you lose control of 700 pounds, one yeah. time you're, you're done. done. You're, done. you're, no you're not just that. done. You're not just done from the gym. You might be done as a bodybuilder. You might be done right. as a, a right. gym goer. And, and that's why I love machines a yeah. lot of times because dude, I mean, at the end of the day, there's one pathway it can go one and I can manipulate my body to work that pathway a little bit better to be able to be a little bit more comfortable and a little bit safer. Exactly. And when you get really strong, the safe that the safety of a, of an exercise does become very, very, very important. You know, if, if you're only bench pressing 135 pounds, like it doesn't really matter where you're at. There's very few things that can happen that are going to be bad at 135 pounds, but 400 pounds on. Oh, I've seen some torn pecs. I've seen some, I've seen some necks get crushed. I've seen some biceps get torn, you know? So it's like, what it's, it's literally, what's the ROI and leg press kind of wins that time over time. A thing like a pendulum where it's just a fixed movement, a hack squat. Um, my issue with hack squatting though, and why I program it often, but not, I bet I don't program it near as much as most other coaches is because people live with their ego on that motherfucking hack squat, dude. Yes. I don't yes. care how many plates are on it. Are, are, are your calves and your hamstrings touching? at the end and, are, you and are, are, are you bouncing it is your lower back soft or hard against the pad i, I want to be able to slip my hand in between the pad and your lower back that's what i prefer right. um you know Dude, my hack squat is so old it doesn't even have a back pad on it that's beautiful there's there's none it's a giant machine there's no back pad and dude the sled itself is so massive and heavy yeah like there's people that come to the gym that can't even move the sled <laughs> that is awesome yeah. oh that is it's awesome <laughs> yeah that's a great fucking hack squad so the moral of our story there's less there's there, there there's much more ROI in terms of a leg press. There's more stability. There's more control. There's more things you can do with it. But a squat is still a fantastic movement. Mark, do you have anything more to add to this? Yeah, you know, if you are doing squat, we're not telling you to change what you're doing. Mm-hmm. But if you are doing squat, perfect your movements. Mm-hmm. And I have a lot of my people squat when they first come to me because I want to see if you've mastered mechanics. Mm-hmm. If you can master that exercise, I can teach you to master anything. Anything. And that's, yeah, that's where the lesson lies. And I think there's a lot of value as a coach. Me seeing you squat is seeing how you move. I'm seeing your mechanics in motion. I'm seeing you in a place where you're extremely vulnerable, yeah. but I get to learn it's so much about you and just seeing how you squat. So there's a lot of value there. Don't give it up. Perfect that movement. Then when you're done, move on to something and you guarantee your neuromuscular connection and your ability to push that exercise to the absolute brink is going to be so much greater once you've mastered a squat. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. I think we I think we killed this one pretty fucking well. Mark, as always, I appreciate you coming on. It's fantastic to see you. I, I, I want to get you in the lineup here more often, all right? Absolutely, man. I appreciate you having me on, dude. It's always fun. Hey, fuck yeah. I hope you guys love this episode 153. I will see you next time.